Welcome back to the I Am Solstice Symposium. And this, the next guest is Maya Toll. And she has an award-winning book that's doing really great. And it's a herbology, and we'll, we'll talk about it here as I read her more formal bio. She has been many things, a horseback riding teacher, a clinical herbalist, a university professor, but by far her favorite title is author. Her best-selling Wild Wisdom series, the Illustrated Herbary, the Illustrated Bestiary, and the Illustrated Crystallary, offer glimpses into knowings of the natural world and the wilds within ourselves. Maya contemplated these insights during her year-long apprenticeship to a traditional healer in Ireland. Though apprenticeship sounds very terribly romantic, it's most lonely, leaving Maya plenty of time to listen to the ravens, roses, and rocks. She quickly learned that the world was a whole lot bigger than her human-centric upbringing had led her to believe. When not obsessively reading books and talking to trees, stones, and her two dogs, Maya drinks copious amounts of tea and helps run Herbier, a multi-city natural wellness and sacred living store she owns with her partner, Andrew. She teaches and blogs to an international following at mayatoll.com. That will all be in your uh, email. Why she constantly reminds people that using critical thinking skills and talking to flowers are not mutually excuse, exclusive activities. And for those who actually sign up for the I Am Symposium over at iamsymposium.com, you're going to be led to a gift page. And she is offering a semester of the night school absolutely free. The night school is your window into life's little mysteries and magics. You'll get three bite-sized emails a week, perfect for evening meditation and or end of the day journaling. Awesome. You are like just such a, a such a, a, a visionary and you know that does that, that, that apprenticeship for, for those of us who tripped over rocks, finding their way to the right teachers does sound like a little bit romantic, but I'm sure you know, it can get a little dreary over there in Ireland in the, the rain and, <laughs> and the lonelies. So welcome to it today. Thank you. Thanks, Renee. It can get a little little lonely over there when you don't have a car. And um, <laughs> this was this was when internet was still a little bit rough and rocky. So um, it was not just like be in touch with all your buddies back home while you traipse around Ireland. But I do understand that desire for a teacher, you know, and one of the best things that Ireland taught me is that we have a gazillion teachers outside and they're often not in human form. So we run around looking for a human teacher and we're constantly running against all their foibles, all of their humanness, you know, feeling like they're not quite good enough or they're not quite sacred enough or they're not quite mysterious enough or whatever it is, like whatever we're putting onto our teachers, right? And then um, we're, we're vaguely disappointed. So the greatest <laughs> gift of Ireland was that loneliness because I started reaching beyond the humans to find, to find the learning. That's awesome. 
I, I, I understand that because, you know, when I, when that, when I got to the end of the cliff for looking for those human teachers, what did I find? I found the wind. So I totally, totally relate to what you're saying. I relate to a lot of what you say and I, and I, and I love your work and it's, it's exciting to be here with you today. And I'm looking forward to what you're going to be teaching. Yeah, so I'm going to teach a little bit on the cycle of the seasons and, and our very human place in it, because I think that what happens is we give lip service to the cycle of the seasons, we celebrate the solstice and, you know, for people who are witchy, dance around the fire on Mabon, mm -hmm. but um, we we don't actually internalize what it means to live on the cycle of the seasons. And so that's where, that's where I'm heading today. I love that because, you know, what I'm teaching over at the Shift Network and very similar to your, your thing is how do we bend time in order to live more harmoniously with our natural cycles and those seasons. And today we had a Jorge Luis Delgado with us who he's in uh, Peru and which means He's celebrating the summer solstice today, the sun, the, the light. And so should we be having the same kind of celebrations when we're living in, you know, like are we we're navigating from our own wheelhouse, as I, I like to call it. So take it away, Maya. <laughs> okay. And, you know, I think that's just such a fabulous way to begin, Renee, because um, we live in different climates, but our culture is so global at this point. You know, you're on Instagram and people are saying happy solstice and it's like, what does it, what does it mean to them? When, when the <laughs> folks from Australia are saying happy solstice, it means something totally different than what it means for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. So this is really aimed at the Northern Hemisphere folks. You folks in the Southern Hemisphere, you can go back and listen um, in six <laughs> months, right? Because what's going on in the Northern Hemisphere is we're coming into a time of dormancy. And culturally, this is so incredibly difficult for us to accept. We live in a very young culture. So if you know the um, philosophy of yin and yang, which comes from Chinese medicine, um, yang is outward moving and kind of outward facing and yin is inward facing, mm -hmm. inward turning. Um, so our culture is very outward. You know, I, we were just talking about social media, Renee and I, before mm -hmm. all of you joined us and social media is so outward facing, right? It's kind of like the, the highlights reel of your life and you're constantly thinking about how can I put my best face out there so that other people can see me shining Right? Um, and if you think about even how we do th the mystical sides of our culture, we're always working on intentions and um, setting things in motion that are outward moving. Again, for the witchy folks, like a spell, right? You're, <laughs> you're usually trying to affect the outer world. So People say to me all the time, oh, well, I'm doing mystical work. That's very, that's very yin. I'm like, mm, mystical work, like everything else, has its yin and has its yang. And so to really consciously step into the yin, you have to allow yourself to go dormant. You have to allow yourself to get still. You have to allow yourself to empty out. And this is hard. You know, I, I'm always amazed we're in this holiday season where we're, we're chasing the light. 
right? We're, we're decorating our house with lights. We're going from party to party, outward, outward, outward. And beyond that, we're shopping, we're filling, we're seeking to, to constantly fill the void, to lighten the darkness. But what happens when you allow the darkness to just be? You know, my initial training was with plants. And so the plants every year go through this cycle, right? They start as a little seed and they're buried deep underground. And in that underground position, there's no light, there's no movement. In fact, a lot of seeds need a frost before they can germinate. So not only are they underground, they have to get like really cold <laughs> before <laughs> anything can happen, right? They have to go deep into winter. And from that point, they can begin to crack open. And even once they crack open and start sending up those little cotyledons, those first little tendrils, they're still underground. They're still not above the horizon. So if you think of the kind of the horizon line, the, the ground line as like the yang sunlight above and the yin, the shadow world below, and this follows moon cycles as well, right? Your full moon is the equivalent of your yang, um, full, full sun, full moon, and then to your dark moon, which is that yin time. So we're cycles within cycles, inhale, exhale, day, night, the moon cycle, the sun cycle. So the little plant is all hunkered underground in the dark, in the yin. And it spends a lot of time there. From If you think about the moment that, that the seeds are falling off the trees and off the plants, and then they kind of get slowly worked underground. And then they're dormant there, not for a day or two, but for three months. <laughs> so how do we let ourselves go dormant? You know, how do we really let ourselves release and empty and become... The, the womb or the void, I call it the star nursery, right? The place where new things are born. We have to allow ourselves that time. So our culture tells us, no, nope, that's not gonna happen. You have to show up at work in the same way every day. You have to show up at the parties in the same way. If you get a little bit depressed, and I'm saying a little bit, I wanna be really clear about this. <laughs> there are people who get severe seasonal affective disorder that is based on the chemistry in their body really going apeshit with these changes because light's coming in your pineal gland and that affects your internal chemistry. So some people's chemistry gets really, you know, swung out far and those folks need a different kind of support. But for those of us who just get slower and quieter, introspective, a little bit down, we're often told that we're depressed or we hear the descriptions of seasonal affective disorder and we believe that we have that. <laughs> but what if instead you're just in sync with the seasons? What if instead you are doing exactly what the animals are doing, the trees are doing, even the stones buried deep underground, they have a longer cycle than our year cycle but they go through these long thousand year periods of being buried before they make it to the surface. And then sometimes they get buried again. So what if you can put down the guilt? 
You know, I've never met a tree that felt guilty for losing its leaves. I never met a cat that felt guilty for curling in a little ball and <laughs> napping in the sun. And yet we humans, we feel so guilty, you know, and especially if we're watching other people and we're not keeping up. And then there's the whole FOMO thing. What am I missing? So how can you put that all down? And that's my challenge for you. Solstice. Solstice means sun still. Sol is sun. Stis is still. And what that refers to is that at this time of year, the sun appears to be still on the horizon. Normally, it's kind of creeping along the horizon. Every day, it moves a smidge. But at this time of year, and summer and winter solstice both, the sun appears to sit still on the horizon. And there's a 10-day window of stillness, five days before the solstice, five days after. So even though we're coming into the solstice and that exact moment of the return of the sun where you know the energy has kind of hit bottom and starts rising, I think it's really easy, right? Because our minds are always playing tricks on us. Our minds say, ooh, ooh. You know, I, we, can, we can keep going. We can keep being young. We can keep full steam aheading because we made it to the solstice and yeah, I know I powered through and I didn't really rest, but now the sun's rising back up and I'm going to rise with it. Um, I'm go, go, go again. And we don't really pause or we pause for a half a heartbeat, light a candle, say, ooh, ooh, I was the gatekeeper at the symposium. And then we're like, go, go, go again. So I want to challenge you for the bare minimum to take the next five days when the sun is standing still and give yourself at least an hour of stillness every day. What could that look like? That could look like napping in, in the sun on, on the window seat. That could look like sipping a cup of tea in bed in the morning with your journal. That could look like going for a quiet walk all by yourself. Not a walk where your border collie is running along beside you saying, throw my Frisbee, throw my Frisbee. <laughs> right? A walk all by yourself where you can just observe the world around you, where you don't have to talk to anyone, where you don't have to think thoughts other than the ones that happen to go flowing by. Put down your phone, put down your computer, leave them home. If you're going to go sip tea in bed, turn them off. And give yourself that space of quiet that lets you remember who the heck you are and who you want to be in the year to come. Because without these moments of stillness and of silence, without these moments where we are buried in the earth, where we are in the void of the star nursery, we never have a chance to reset. It's kind of like never turning your computer all the way off. Like if you don't power all the way off, your little computer brain never cleans out. And most of us run around that way. We never take the hard stop. We never give ourselves the hard pause. I used to be a school teacher and, and every summer we'd come to summer break and you'd think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get so much done. But it took three weeks to, to just unwind from the year that had been and to remember how it felt to be in your own body and to remember what the heck you liked, what you wanted to do when you woke up in the morning without a schedule. So give yourself at least these five days. And if you can, allow this to become the habit, allow this to be your winter's rest.
Because even though the energy, you know, we reach the hairpin turn and the sun starts coming up right, right after the solstice, right? Like that's, we've hit the darkest point and we're in that return to the sun, but we're still in the darkest days. So up until the point of the solstice, like those last three to four weeks, those are some of the darkest days of the year and the energy is descending. We're getting less and less light. We turn, we turn the corner, go around the hairpin turn, and the energy is ascending. We're getting more and more light, but it's still darkest days. You know, February 1st and December 1st are similar in terms of amount of darkness. So if you can even stretch into January and allow that quiet to take hold, allow yourself to go dormant and not call it depression. See what happens if you switch that word in your mind. Switch depression for dormancy. Say, not only is it okay that my energy is a little low, that's exactly how it's supposed to be at this time of year. And see how that doesn't begin to shift things for you. If you're having a little trouble, one of my favorite tools is an herb called St. John's Wort. St. John's Wort blooms at the summer solstice and we need it at the winter solstice. It's a little tiny bright yellow flower and it reminds us of the light. So if you are not on SSRIs already, because St. John's Wort will, will mess with those, a little bit of St. John's wort at this time of year can just give you a little bit of a lift. If you are on SSRIs, you can actually put a few drops of St. John's wort tincture on your wrist. Energetically, it'll allow you to just pull in some of the plant's sunlight so that you can have a positive outlook on your time of dormancy and your time of rest. So I'm wishing you a lovely long winter's nap and hoping that you'll take some time for yourself, knowing that it is more than okay. It's in sync, it's in cycle, and it allows you to be your best self for the year to come. Mm. Wow, you're like an awesome storyteller and you just had me sued. I'm like, gonna go get in bed and drink up some tea right after this. <laughs> You'll probably need to right after this, Renee. Right? It'll be time, right? It'll yeah. be time for sure. Um, thank you, Maya. And so people can go to your website. You want to give them the, the spelling? Sure. So my website is www.mayatoll.com. So it's just mayatoll.com. And um, you can find a link to the night school on the website if you didn't grab one from the page. Perfect. And so thank you so much for being here. And we just are so in sync. I, I look forward to the day we get to do this live thing in person together. Um, I'm in just the wind and the herbs and the rocks and the cycles. We're just going to, we're going to do this. I, I can feel it. I love it. I can't wait. It'll be wonderful to be with you in person. I agree. So thank you very much for joining us and stay tuned. There's still a lot more of the I Am Symposium to come today. So we, we look forward to you getting a tips and uh, meditations and all kinds of great stuff from all of these wise women and men. Oh, yes, we have some men. And they're very much um, earth-based this year for sure. They're like all 
from the Earth, Earth-Based Sciences. So stay tuned and thank you for joining us. Thank you.